Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stovar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 35. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. And I am stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. This episode, friends, we have a super special guest, the FMC's very own mindset coach and all-round amazing human, Zay Canters. Hello, Zay. Hey, Bowie. Zay's going to be sharing a few simple ways that you can begin new habits, regardless of what they are, without pressure by starting small. Yes. Zay, can you share with us what habits are and some of the ways that they can show up in our lives? So basically, habits are things that you do over and over again. If you can make it to your, like, put it in the simplest terms, it's pretty much what habits are. It's things that you do repeatedly. And they can show up in our lives pretty much with anything. So you can have habits, you know, it could be habits like movement habits or exercise habits, eating habits, habit like study habits, learning habits, like you can pretty much anything that you do repeatedly are habits. So it's it can even be thoughts, like things that you think, mm. um, things that you believe and you think about repeatedly are habits as well. Very cool. So if habits are these things that we do every day of our lives in all these different ways, why is it important to recognize the habits that we already have in our lives? Well, something that I hear a lot of people say is that they're not good at keeping good habits and they find it really hard to stick to something that is good for them. And a lot of people can think that or believe that they're not good at these kinds of things or not good at creating habits. But it's important to realize that we are good at creating habits because there are always things that we do repeatedly and we may not even be aware of them. So we are, in fact, really good at creating habits, whether we know it, whether we like it or not, they're always happening. And You know, there's this thing that we are designed to have and that is, you know, we have survival instincts. So we are always seeking pleasure, avoiding pain. And another thing that we are designed to do is to preserve energy. So habits are a way of us preserving energy and we're just designed to do that. So it kind of comes naturally. If it's something that, you know, is pleasure seeking or avoiding pain, we will automatically start doing more of those things. Yeah, right. And so even by saying someone who says that they're not good at habits, that in itself is actually a habit by constantly thinking and repeating and saying to themselves, I'm not good at habits. Exactly. Exactly. So it's important to know that, well, if you have that belief, you know, I'm not good at creating habits or doing things consistently to change that belief, because it's going to be really hard to 
you know, create new habits mm. and and um, things that really do bring more joy in your life or or improve your life in ways if you have this fundamental belief that you're not going to be able to do it. So it's yeah. good to recognize the habits that you already have, whether they're working for you or not, mm-hmm. but just to know that um, you have them, you have them yes. and you can create them. And that is a really good thing to know. Very cool. Now, I know a really common problem that a lot of folks that come to us have is that they want to get more active, but often they really struggle to get started. Now, what are some things that our listeners could do to begin creating new habits in their lives? Yeah, this is a common one. And to be honest, like, I've I've experienced this myself and I've had my own journey of, you know, wanting to do really good things for myself, for example, exercising, when previously I had never stepped into a gym before. I just hated all of it. So yeah, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some things that, that you can do if you know, you're struggling to create some good habits? Well, I think one of the things is to first believe that you can, to know that it is possible and that you're already doing it. And also I might share some strategies that I've kind of learned along the way and things that have helped me. And it's also good to know that these won't always work for everyone. Yep. So <laughs> I I like to to try a number of things. So and it also depends on where you are when it comes to creating habits. What and do you how mean by where you are. Oh, when I mean like where you are where you are, as in how much do you trust yourself already? Mm. Because yeah. how much do you trust yourself p- to be able to do something that you say that you're going to do? Because when it comes to starting new habits, you haven't built those neuro pathways in your mind that make it easier and easier to do. So creating new habits at the beginning, it's always quite challenging, right? Because you've never really done it before. And when you've never done something before, it might be going for a walk or a run or doing a training session or doing a YouTube training session or maybe going to the gym. We can't really do that at the moment, but (laughs) um, any one of those other things, it can be really hard to begin with because it may be scary like we've never done it before and that can prevent us and stop us from actually doing it. And it's only once we've been doing the thing over and over again that it starts to become easier. That's when we're building new neural pathways and we have, don't have to think about it as much. For example, I don't know, like if, if you know about, you know, driving to work and if you drive to work every day and you take the same route, sometimes we can forget that we can forget how we've gotten there. I do that. Yeah. I've driven places and then gotten there and been like, oh, that, I'm here already. <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, how did I do that? Um, and we've just done it so many times that we just do it automatically. So that's kind of where we're trying to get to. But at the very first time, and you've never driven there before, you need the the map or you need your, um, what do you call it, ways? Yeah, the <laughs> navigator. Google Maps. Yep. And you might not be knowing where to turn. You might, you know, have a heightened heart rate because you've never you know, you've done it before. And that's because we've created that habit of driving to one place so it becomes so easy because our brains already know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. But once we've done it like a thousand times, we know 
that we will be able to do it and we trust that we will be able to to do it. Yeah. So at the beginning, it, de- it depends on, you know, how much we trust ourselves. And there are some people who, and it may be you who are experiencing it, and you think to yourself, I never do what I say I'll do. And you might be doing this all the time where you say, I'm going to do this, and then you don't follow through on it. And every single time that you say you're going to do something and you don't follow through on it, it's it's breaking down that trust that you have in yourself and you are losing that the importance of your own word, to, mm. you know, the words that you say to yourself that you're going to do something. The less you follow through on those things, the more times you're breaking promises to yourself and the less trust you have. Yeah. So okay. depending on how much trust you have there with yourself kind of depends on like where where you start when it comes to some of these strategies. Yeah, it makes sense because so going back to like that whole question of where are you at when you're starting, it mm. makes so much sense because it seems sometimes some practices will start will happen so easily mm. and then other times they can be really hard to continue to do. And I know yeah. for myself when I started exercising, that was it. Like I got active and it was like it just – it was the natural thing for me to be doing and I never found that – struggle but I think it was also because I'd come to that point of like okay this is what I really want to do right so it was a very easy decision to make and and very easy to stick to it because in my head I'd already thought to myself like yes this is exactly where I'm at this is exactly what I want to be doing right now Mm. yeah and you had full trust in yourself that you were going to say yes to every training session and just just go for it yeah, I, I, my my mentor, my training mentor definitely was a big help there as well, knowing that I wasn't doing it alone, I think, because I'd never exercised before. I'd never I'd never done any sort of training ever, and suddenly I'm training every day. <laughs> but, yeah, having that support, I think, really made that difference for me as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. So I would say, like, if you are in that space where you keep saying to yourself that you'll do something, but you don't do it and you keep kind of breaking that promise that you're making to yourself, even even if it's not saying it out loud, if you're just thinking it, it's still, it still works this way because you're still talking to yourself. So if you're in that space, then I think one of the first things is to create a habit, a really, really small habit that that is achievable. So sometimes sometimes people can set themselves really big habits and big goals and they'll say, I'm going to train every single day and do a full training session and really like, you know, just do something really hardcore and and they don't do it and it's scary and it's because it's such a big thing and we're massively out of our comfort zones and when we go way too far out of our comfort zones with something – then we're less likely to do it. Yeah. So we got to do something small that is within your comfort zone. And I can give you an example of myself because I was there once where nothing that I like I was drinking a lot of alcohol, smoking a lot, just not not enjoying my life at all and everything that I said I was going to do about anything good for me, I never ever ever did. And I got a coach and she gave me this one task to do 
and it was to write three things in a diary that went well for me. So three things that went well for me that day. And that was my habit that I had to do every night before I went to bed. And I thought it was the stupidest thing, but <laughs> I did it anyways. I was like, what is this? This is crap. There's nothing good that's happening in my life right now. Everything sucks. Um, but, it, you know, she said it didn't matter how small it was that, that I should write anything. So that night, I think I can still remember a couple of things that I said. I think it was the sun came out today. That was one good thing that happened. I smoked one less cigarette than I usually would because I knew how many I would usually smoke. And there was one time where I said no. And that was a massive achievement for me. And at the end of the day, I wrote three things and they looked really small, but but it felt good. And I didn't know why I was doing this. I just knew that I had to do what I was told. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I thought, you know, if I'm being told to, I should do that. And I did it. And I ended up doing it for years every single night for years because after a couple of weeks it massively improved my self-esteem doing just a small thing and I didn't realize this was happening while I was doing it but not only did I feel good and was my was I focusing on the positive things that were happening in my life instead of the crappy things that were always happening that I was always focusing on my mindset started shifting and as on top of that I was building trust in myself because I was for once doing something consistently that was good for me mm. and not a really terrible habit. So if you're really struggling to do something consistently, then that's something that I highly, highly recommend that you do. And it, I mean, it makes sense because it's the same with training. Like when you become physically active, you never jump straight to lifting the heaviest thing that you can. There's so many little steps along the way to get to that particular point where it's like, I'm going to lift whatever weight that I want to lift, it takes time. So it totally, it totally makes sense that like, regardless of what the habit is, it's all those small steps over time that build up to the long-term goal. Nothing mm. ever happens instantly. As, as much as I'm sure we all wish <laughs> that things could happen instantly. Yeah. And Miracle. I think the key thing that you just said is that is the time. It's over time. Mm. And we can use the power of compounded time to make massive dramatic improvements in our life without having to take these gigantic leaps mm -hmm. into the unknown. Yeah. By, and it's by taking small steps every day. You know, when, when we're born, we don't just suddenly get up and start running. You got to learn to oh, you gotta earn. You got to earn that yeah. strength. Yeah. And then before you learn to walk, you got to learn to to just crawl. stand up yep. and then before that you're going to learn to crawl. So um, if you're not used to setting habits, then don't try to go running straight up. Yes. Take the first step. And, and I truly believe the first step is always in our mind first. It's not about doing the actual task. It's about building that trust within yourself. So one thing that you can do, yeah, just start with something small. Write three things that are good for you or that went well for you today, that day. And that's it. Do that for a couple of weeks. I love that. Would you say to use a, like a diary or phone or like, because I know there's apps out there that do this sort of thing, but what did you find most effective? Have you tried both ways? Yeah, I did a diary and I also did post-it notes. I was a massive post-it note person. And what I did was every time I uh, wrote three things that were good for me, I wrote it on a post-it note. Uh, 
and I stuck it on my wall next to my bed. And every time I woke up in the morning, I would see my post-it notes of the three things that went well. And it was a really great reminder for me that not every day was total rubbish. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, like decoration for your wall. (laughs) Yeah, it was very colourful, actually. And they didn't always stick on the wall, so sometimes they'd fall off. And so sometimes they were like a bunch of them on the wall, a bunch of them on the ground. (laughs) And then soon enough, I had all these different strategies. I'm putting them in my phone and in my... In my um, diary, they were everywhere. <laughs> so good. I still got them, I think. <laughs> A little hoarded wad of post-it notes. But I think having them somewhere where I could see was the best place to have them. Yeah. That's really neat. I like that. So how does creating small habits help us when it comes to getting active? You've touched on that building that trust, but how could we take that habit once we've built that trust in ourselves and move it forward to turn it into that habit of moving in our lives, even though to start with that first habit had nothing to do with moving. Yeah, so if you haven't gotten into movement or exercise in a while or at all and, you know, you've either you're ready to or you've done the, you know, writing the three things in your diary for a couple of weeks or a few weeks and you're ready to do something with movement, then, you know, what's the next step? And we're still taking baby steps. If your goal is to go for a walk, then, um, but it still feels a bit scary or still feels a bit too big, then the next step may not be going for a walk. It may just be putting your shoes on, okay? Because your goal might be to walk 5K, but that's like, that can be a really, really long, long way if you haven't gone walking before. So the first step could be just to put your shoes on. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been wearing trackies and Ugg boots and socks like for the past five months. Most of the year, yes. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite formal formal casual attire. Yeah, so, you know, you may be doing the same um, if you haven't been going out and you may not even know where your walking shoes are. So... One thing to to do when getting started with new habits is to make it as easy for yourself as possible. And those things to make it easy for yourself could be finding what you need. You know, what do you need to go for a walk? Do you need your shoes? Do you need your trackies? Is it warm clothes? Is it not warm clothes? You know, do you want to take your phone and track yourself? Do you want to listen to a podcast you know, do you have like a Fitbit that's been, you know, out of battery for a while? Charge it up. <laughs> it's been dead for a long time. <laughs> there are some times where like I've wanted to go for a run the next day and then the next day I didn't have my Garmin watch or like the battery life was, was empty and I didn't go for the run because I really wanted well, that. If it, and if I didn't it didn't happen on the watch, run. it didn't happen, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> have to track it. Things are only real if you can share it with people. <laughs> But, you know, you don't have to track everything. But it was, yeah, those are like sometimes high expectations that we can have for ourselves to make mm. it perfect. But, you know, if we if that's what we really want to do, then prepare for it. Prepare in advance. So um, setting out all your training clothes, or not your training clothes, but the things that you would like to wear to go for your walk and have it all just like in a nice little pile ready to go so that there's yeah. no excuses there. Yeah, no excuses. You know, it's there. It's ready to go. 
when you wake up in the morning, <laughs> it's all like looking at you and ready. Um, <laughs> yep. And making so you, you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you would say, once it's there, just put it on. Don't have to do the walk yet. Just kind of get yep. yourself ready for it and make that your first habit so that it becomes easy to take that step. Yeah. So the goal that we're going for is not to go on a 5K walk. The goal is to build trust in yourself. And the way you do that is to do what you say you're going to do. And if you say for the next two weeks, I'm going to put my running shoes on in the morning and that is it, then don't do any more than that and don't do any less. Do exactly that. And it may seem really silly at the time, like, you know, I'm putting my walking shoes on, but not walking anywhere. But it's not it's not silly because you are doing what you say you're going to do consistently. And that is huge. And that is the most important thing. If you go over and you go, oh, you know, I said I wasn't going to go for a walk. But, you know, now that I got my shoes on, I might go for a walk. You are actually losing a bit of trust in yourself because you're not doing what you say you're going to do. And it's not about the exercise. It's yeah. not about that walk. It's about building that trust. And the more you can build that trust in yourself um, over the little things, the smaller things like putting shoes on or just even getting out of bed and putting clothes on, whatever it is that you say for yourself, the more you can do that with the small things, the more you can do it with the bigger things and you can start adding things on once you have built that trust in yourself. Yeah. Was it that that was a saying you were telling me the other day is the way you do the small things is the way that you do the big things? Yeah. And it's it's true because oftentimes I think what we all focus on is the big things. It's like that and it's it's never that because to get to the big things is that stacking of the small things and if we can't take the time to do more finer details of things right then the big thing is never going to hold up. I'm going to relate it back to training again because it's just so relevant here. Plus, it's it's the context I understand things. (laughs) Is that if you don't take the time to learn to move, say you want to learn a kettlebell swing, if you don't take the time to learn like the dozen steps that it takes for this technique to even do one swing safely so that you don't hurt yourself, it doesn't matter how many swings you can do because they're not going to be doing anything helpful for you that are ultimately going to end up harming you because you haven't taken that time to get the process down in that respect. So it's patience, hey? It's, it comes down to patience, I think, and yeah. Yeah, and I and going back to that concept of using time to your advantage. So don't – if you do something massive like go for – you could potentially go for a massive walk if you really wanted to. You could straight up do that 5K – but you'll probably, you know, you might hurt yourself. You'll come back super exhausted. Um, you may not feel that that good after it. And it might, you know, you went way out of your comfort zone and then you go straight back into your comfort zone where you're just, where your usual state is and you haven't really changed anything. You mm-hmm. haven't really expanded your comfort zone any much. You've just kind of leapt out into your uncomfortable zone. <laughs> And then gone back in yeah. to your comfort zone again, and you haven't actually built a habit at all. And you're less likely to do it when you've experienced such 
kind of averse discomfort, right? It's like that's that's a big trend from the fitness industry, though. It's like people will go, I want to get active. And instead of that gradual kind of slow introduction in a safe way, it's people will go, I want to get active. And they'll go and find a coach and they just like push straight into these massive classes, like big 45-minute classes where they're asked straight away to just go all out. And it's not surprising that so many people will start getting active but then stop because it's not a positive experience. Mm. And it's when when, it, when the things we're trying to do are negatively reinforced, somewhere in our brain is like what you, you said earlier, the, um, we seek pleasure and avoid pain. Well, if something becomes really painful for us, we're not necessarily going to want to continue to do it, right? Because the trade-off is not one that our subconscious may think is of benefit. Mm. Yeah. You're going to get a whole lot more benefit from doing the small thing over a long time than going all out once. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's so, it's so common because we also can get excited. It's like, oh, I've got this idea. I'm suddenly motivated. Motivation is like the friend who promises to help you move house but on the day doesn't show up. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> because there's times when we have it and then there's the times when we want to have it so that we can do the thing but it's not there for us. I needed you now. Where, where yeah, were you? Yeah, yeah, that's motivation and it's great to have it. It's that little stepping stone but it's only going to get us really to start thinking about what we're going to do. Motivation is not is never – it's not always going to be there. So those that small building of the habit will always outlast motivation. And the motivation will come and go, and it does. I, something I've learned in all the years I've been training, motivation comes and goes. There's been times I have not been motivated to train. I've done it because that's the habit. I don't really want to, but you know, I feel like I should do something or I could do something. So I do the small thing, and that keeps it going. But yeah, motivation is it's not, <laughs> it's not reliable. It's not the reliable friend. It's definitely <laughs> not something that you can rely on to always be there. No. And I find in in these situations, for example, there's a time there's been times where I haven't trained consistently, mm. and I've felt you know pretty pretty crappy Even about it. Even though you've had a live-in trainer for how many years? <laughs> <sighs> and there was yeah, there was a time where Bo would ask, or you would ask me, you know, do you want to go for a training session? And I would, I would come up with every single excuse and reason under the sun as to why I couldn't or why I shouldn't, you know, whether it be work or, you know, an, an injury that I thought I might have or <laughs> um, a movie that I'm currently watching that I really want to finish or uh, whatever it was, I could find ways and excuses to say, you know, I'm not going, nah, I'll, I'll skip this one. And soon enough, I was just skipping every single one of them but what I was doing was I was having this argument in my mind. I hadn't made the decision that I would train. You know, I was going, should I, shouldn't I, should mm. I, shouldn't I? And it takes up energy, Yeah, you know, yeah, making that, decisions. Yeah. And I could sit there for 10 minutes while you would, you know, put all your clothes on, do a warm-up, and I'm just sitting there thinking, should I, shouldn't I, <laughs> you know, maybe, but, you know, I should do that. And the more that I thought about it, the more I just end up going, no, no, nah. because I don't know, it just used up so much energy. I was just exhausted just thinking about it. And I always chose the, the easy way out, the most comfortable way out. And it shows us that we haven't actually made a decision. And decisions are powerful when we truly make them 
for example, that decision that you made years ago when you wanted to become a trainer, yeah. it wasn't a decision you needed to make. You just trained. You did it, yeah. You did it. It was always a yes. It was not a negotiable thing. A non-negotiable. It was like, this is, this is what I do now. I just train. But I also didn't start all out. I used those smaller steps because it took me a long time to learn mm. as well. I, I, and I was not great. Like, yeah. I was really not great at moving. And yeah, it was, it was those small consistent steps over time. But knowing that, yeah, every single time I was like, I'm going to go and train that I knew I would. Yeah. And that eventually I got better at kettlebells. Yeah. It took a long time. <laughs> it was very disheartening. I had, yeah, I thought I was so much better than what I actually was. <laughs> and that's another thing too, right? Because when we start moving, sometimes it can be quite shocking for us. And like we realize we're not as coordinated as we thought we were. Or we're not as strong mm-hmm. as we thought we were. Or we can't necessarily do the things that maybe in our head we thought, oh yeah, I could probably do that if I wanted to. And then having that kind of reality shown to us of where we're actually at, what we're actually capable of can actually be a bit shocking as well. When I started moving, I was so terrible at kettlebells that I actually thought about quitting them because I didn't actually think I was going to be able to do them. I thought that was just the hardest practice I'd ever applied myself to. And it, it just I wasn't getting it and I wasn't getting it quickly. And because that was happening, I, I had all these truths about myself to address as well that came up for me that, you know, I, I definitely was nowhere near as strong as what I thought I was. I was not fit. I wasn't coordinated. And so having to meet a truer part of myself than the story I'd made up about myself also kind of added to that process on top of sticking to the habit. And I think that can also become something. There's there's a discomfort in realizing that we're not at where we think we're at. Right. Mm. And it kind of lead it can lead to that that aversion to doing the thing that is going to keep showing us that maybe, you know, we're not very good at it. Yeah. I mean there were certain exercises when I first started training or certain movements that really oh, I just felt terrible doing them like sticking my butt out doing squats doing like deadlift positions where I don't know like I was yeah because I'm not I wasn't used to doing that position and I spelt a whole big chunk of my life slouching because it you know it just hid my chest more so doing exercises where I had to expand my chest out was really, oh, I felt quite dysphoric and yeah. uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. But the more I did it, the more I felt comfortable with it because I, yeah, just because I'd done it more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our bodies get used to the feeling. I mean, and I'm going to be honest, when it comes to moving our bodies, there's a lot of ways our bodies can move that feels weird, that looks weird. And that we as humans have classified as little coity fingers exercise. <laughs> so, well, if we do all these really awkward positions, long term, this is the outcome for us. But it doesn't stop the fact that that stuff feels weird, especially when we're new to moving our bodies. It's awkward as and uncomfortable and just learning how our bodies feel in, in itself, especially if we've spent time avoiding feeling our bodies because... I know for yourself and for myself, we've had those experiences with dysphoria in our body. And I know so many of my listeners out there uh, have had similar experiences as well, where being in their bodies is often something that they have avoided. So just that introduction to feeling within our bodies 
can be quite hard and confronting, especially if we've been avoiding those sorts of feelings, right? Mm, Yeah. I have to say, like, when I lived in Sydney a few years ago and I took up road cycling and I got all the lycra and the little booties with the clips on it and, um, and was riding on the road and it was the most uncomfortable thing that I've ever done in my life, one of them. And I actually didn't stick with it too much. And I think that was just because I didn't like it. I thought it was dangerous. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. But that also shows that just because you start something, it doesn't mean you have to stick to it. It's okay. It's up to you. It's okay to not like something. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not a failure to try something out and be like, you know what, this really isn't my thing because that's there's always not everything is going to be everyone's thing, right? For me, it was kettlebells. For me, even though it was hard and uncomfortable and I was shit at it for a really long time, there was something about them that still motivated me to keep doing them. And the motivation showed up in the excitement I felt when I thought about mastering the movements. The motivation didn't get me to train, but that that interest and that curiosity around how to get good about this thing. That's what kept me going. So finding activities or ways to move that you are interested in is so important, but it's totally okay if you try something you're like, I just fucking hate this. <laughs> this is really this is really not me. And you don't have to explain it. You can always just try something else. It's, it's not a failure to try something once, not like it and think, well, then what am I going to do and give up? Because there's There's so many different options out there. So feel good about exploring all those different things, but feel really good about knowing when something's not your jam and don't try and force yourself to just keep doing something because you think, well, it's good for me. Because, I mean, physically it may be, but when it's a struggle with our our mental health to just try and force ourselves to do something that's not really satisfying or fulfilling for us, it's actually not good for us. You've got to learn to listen to you and your body. And sometimes that's just asking yourself the question, whether you write it down or whether you just think about it in your mind while you're doing it. Think, you know, is this enjoyable? Am I enjoying myself? And yeah, really think about it. Think about why you're doing something. Is it just because you feel like you have to? Yes. You know, you're in an exercise class mm-hmm. and like dancing to music you hate. <laughs> <laughs> or doing one of those, like any one of those classes that, um, like high intensity classes and stuff that are around there. You, you don't have to enjoy them and you don't have to stick to them if you're not enjoying them. <laughs> I never enjoyed them. I never did them because I tried them and I'm like, I don't like this. This is not a fun way of moving for me. But it's, yeah, it's Okay. It's okay to try all that stuff out. People have preferences with everything. So work to your strength because that does also make it easier to start these new habits. If you if you find something that you genuinely enjoy, that does make it easier to continue to want to do the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to you know what I was saying before about making decisions and having that argument in your mind, like, should I or shouldn't I do this? What that's saying is that you haven't made a decision yet. You really haven't decided that you're going to do what you say you're going to do or do the thing. And one of the biggest things that you can do is to actually make that decision and be certain about that decision. And, you know, it sounds a lot easier than it actually is, but <laughs> the difference, you know, just just make a decision. But it really is that simple 
because you do have the power to do what you say you're going to do. Yes. You do, whether you know it or not. You might have not proven to yourself that that is true, but yeah, the fact is, is you can actually say, you know, I'm going to do this and then go and do it. Yes, it's so true. Yeah, and it's important to know that. Like for most of my life, especially when I was drinking, I thought, you know, I'm going to be drinking for the rest of my life. And when I quit drinking, I had all these people telling me, oh, you won't last a day or, you know, I'll see you at the bar. (laughs) You know, this isn't going to last very long or you won't be able to handle this. And But I had made a decision and my decision was no. If anyone ever offered me alcohol... That would always be the answer. And when I went to the bar, I would always buy a glass of water because I knew that my decision had already been made. Yeah. And there was no argument in my mind going, oh, should I, shouldn't I? You know, if I do, then this is going to happen. It was already made up. And when you've already made up your mind and you have certainty and you have volition and you have that trust in yourself then you can do anything because that decision's already made and it makes life so much easier because doing the things that you say you're going to do just comes easy. Mm. And it takes a lot. When we've got like so many decisions that we have to make in our everyday lives already, making one less may not seem like much to start with, but it's so nice not having to think about something and just being able to do it. Mm. It's almost relieving. (laughs) It's like one time I don't have to make a decision. I know this is just the thing I do. Yes. So it's not easy. No, no, no. It's not easy. It's not easy to start making it happen. Yeah, (laughs) but it is possible. Yes. And once you start and once you've built that trust, then you you can be absolutely unstoppable. Amazing. So what could you recommend for folks who may have tried to create habits in the past, like we've talked about, and they've really struggled to stick with them? So as we were saying before, like there are a few strategies that we can we can use. So first it would be to start small. Uh, it could be, you know, writing three things in your diary for a couple of weeks. And I recommend a couple of weeks as well. I mean, they say that, you know, it takes 21 days to, to form a new habit. But I think you can create new habits instantly if you really want to. So I reckon a couple of weeks and then add something on top of it. You know, if it's if it's just putting your shoes on for a couple of weeks and you've done that for a couple of weeks, then, you know, walk down the street. You know, don't, don't turn the corner and walk around the block. Do the next thing. Maybe it's walking down the street. Or maybe it's walking out the front door to your post box or something. Like, uh, was it? Mailbox? Letterbox, yeah. I think and that both works. Either way. <laughs> that box at the front of your house where letters get stuck in. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Yeah, and just make make it really small and just keep building them one at a time. But always, you know, if you say you're going to do something, don't do any more and don't do any less. Like if you already have a habit, there's a thing that you can do. It's called habit stacking. So don't even start with a new habit. Start with an existing habit, you're saying, if someone is really struggling to try and start, even with, say, writing the three things every day, start with something that they are already doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like say, yeah, say you – have a habit that you do, you know, it could be, you know, having a smoke, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a healthy habit. It can be yeah, any habit, habit. that yep. you do and just add something on top of that and make that really small. So say you have a, you know, you smoke a cigarette in the morning or you have a coffee in the morning. 
maybe after the coffee, you put your shoes on. And that is the, that's the trigger. You know, that's your, that's the moment that you know when to do that because mm. that gives you more certainty. What we're trying to do is give you as much certainty as possible and you know what's going to happen. The moment when we start to have doubts or not really know exactly what we're doing, like I'm going to do a training session, but we don't actually know what's in the training session. We haven't thought of anything. We don't have a YouTube channel. We don't have anything set up. Um, you just say say something really vague, then you're less likely to do it. Yeah. So get really, really clear. Don't be like, you know, I'm going to go for a walk. Make it clear, like, I'm going to put my shoes on and I'm going to walk to down the street or I'm going to put the rubbish out mm. with my shoes on. So that is really specific not as in, you know, I'm going to do something exercisey. Yeah, and then and then it comes to the point where you gotta do it and you're like, Okay, shit, what am I doing now? <laughs> and then you gotta try and figure it out and then it eats into that time that you thought you could use for the thing and then you spend all that time just thinking about the thing and not actually doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well I'm going to do a YouTube workout. But it's like which YouTube channel, yeah. who are you going to yeah. you know, watch? What video are you going to watch? And you might spend, you know, 10 minutes looking for a video. And, and so thing many you, on YouTube. Next thing you know, you're like watching skateboard videos. And like, <laughs> Speaking from personal experience. <laughs> and you're wishing you're up at the snow. The snow <laughs> <laughs> Damn those, those segues that happen. <laughs> and there goes your YouTube uh, exercise session <laughs> two hours later when you finish watching all those snowboard videos yeah now you're into facebook <laughs> <laughs> yes so being clear and starting with something that you're already doing it makes sense because if you've already got that habit down it doesn't take much to extend it just that little bit right the habit now includes this plus this mm. yes yeah so great. I like that. Well, thanks so much for coming in and having a chat today, Zay. It's been really great having you in the booth. Thanks for having me in the booth, Bo. You're most welcome. So let's have a quick recap over what we've looked at today because it's been a little bit of stuff. We've looked at what habits are and how they influence our daily lives by shaping all of the activities that we already do, even if we don't realize it. Everything we do is a habit in some way. We've looked at why recognizing the habits that we already have can help us make new habits, what you can do to begin creating the habits that you want in your life by starting small, that small, either if it's a new habit, find something that you like. It could be writing three things down, starting by, you know, just recognizing that one thing. I'm going to do this. It takes a short time. It doesn't have to be a big thing. We've looked at what you can do if you have struggled to stick to new habits that you've already tried by habit stacking. I like that. It makes it sound very fancy, Zay. <laughs> Super fancy. Stacked. I have stacked habits. <laughs> yes, but adding something new to something that you are already doing because it can be that trigger to help. Remind us that we need to also do this thing, but if we're already doing something, it's like just driving somewhere and having a passenger in your car, right? And can You're I already mention, going can I just add on top of that? Sorry for interrupting That's you That's okay. But I think it's also really important to celebrate the shit out of yourself yes. when you have done the thing. Yes, definitely. Yeah. 
and just just add that level of joy and and pleasure on top to to add to whatever it is that you're doing make it as enjoyable as possible and if that is you know giving yourself a big pat on the back or a hug or treating yourself with something special yes that's definitely. helpful telling Absolutely. someone yeah because that's it it's like when you actually show up for yourself that's huge especially if it's something that you've found challenging and while other people may not necessarily get it you building that trust in yourself and you showing up for you is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. You're 100% right, Zay. It's one of the greatest things to celebrate. Yeah. It's a thing that you can do for you that helps you and builds that connection with you. Tell someone that you care care about. Tell someone that you love. If you have a community or if you have a best friend, share it with them. And and um, if they're a real friend, they'll be super excited for you um, that you've done something good for yourself. Um, if you have, you know, a crew or a community, for example, the FMC crew, like if you have something that you're really excited about, you can share it in the group Yay. and have people be excited for you because Absolutely. it's something good for you. Yes, that's 100% right because these things are never easy. In, in talking about them and in theory, they can seem easy, but the actual practice of it, yeah, it's, it's often quite tough and well worth, well worth all the celebrations. Yes. Now, friends, if you want to know anything about what we've talked about today, you will be able to find out about everything in the show notes. If you are enjoying the podcast and liking what you hear, I would love for you to share it with other people who you think it may also help because the more people who can hear about some great ways that they can do cool things for themselves or just celebrate themselves, the better. World needs more love, friends. <laughs> Help me spread the love. <laughs> love. If you want to get in contact with us, if you want to find out how you can maybe get active with us by trying out our seven-day trial or jumping into our two live stretch club sessions that we run every week, you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. And you can message us there. You can look at everything that we have up that you can try out. You can find us on Facebook at Fearless Movement Collective. Or you can get in contact with us or just look at what we do on Instagram, which is where we are most active, by going to Fearless Movement Collective at the handle fearless underscore movement underscore co. Non-gendered fitness at non underscore gendered underscore fitness or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. Now, you can also check out Zay by going to the handle. Zay, what is your handle? I don't know. Excellent. Very good. I think it's at Zay Canters. You know what? I need to put in the show notes. We'll put in the show notes. If you want to follow Zay on Instagram, their link will be in the show notes. <laughs> I'll you can tell them. You can tell they're very active on Instagram. <laughs> so until next week, friends, remember, it is possible for you to shape the changes that you want in your life. It may not be easy and it may not be fast, but you can make it happen. So work to your strengths. Start small, and be consistent, not perfect. Have a rad as day, pals. Right,